Welcome back to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, thank you for joining me on your weekend, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. So, this week, I just want to touch upon some of the new guys that I believe are going to make a really strong impact on this roster uh, early on in the season. So, just jumping right into it here. There, there's been a lot of attention, right, going to Stefan Diggs with everything that was going on. But then again, everyone's going to try to squeeze every little thing out of anything in <laughs> this league uh, when, you know, nothing is going on with the actual play. Uh, but we are around the cusp here of, uh, of training camp, and it's, it's going to be really exciting to see the battle. It's going to be really exciting to see who starts to emerge. And um, I am believing that we're going to see several guys really pop off the screen uh, on this team. I think I think Brandon Bean has prioritized speed on this offense, and there's there's a big trust factor also going into the defensive side of the football. When you really think about when you're willing to move on from you know Tremaine Edmonds, and Tremaine Edmonds is basically right now part of a new rebuild in Chicago, um, and he's trying to put his you know his name, his trademark, if you will, on that team. Um, so it's it's interesting. Uh, an interesting chain of events that have happened to this team. Uh, it, it's just, it's really hard to piece together, you know, what the Bills can do uh, with, you see the same kind of weapons uh, in a lot of levels, right, on this roster. And then you have the teams in, in this division that are more and more stacked. <laughs> um, you, you gotta sit here and you gotta wonder, if New England were to pull that trigger on DeAndre Hopkins, what happens to the Patriots, right? And, you know, then you look at, obviously, the Jets that are and have been one of those teams where you do talk about being just a quarterback away uh, for, you know, the last, uh, <laughs> even even since, you know, Rex Ryan. Uh, you talk about Mark Sanchez. What if you had a guy like Aaron Rodgers who is at the helm? Well, they do now. Uh, however old he is, it, it really doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He may not be the spectacular, you know, uh, rolling out Aaron Rodgers of old, but he can still sling it. He can still read your defense. He can catch you slipping. Uh, they were, <laughs> if you if you really think about it, that the Jets were a a just a quarterback in in the sense of like a game manager away from really doing some damage and and ruining and upsetting. Uh, a lot of people's playoff hopes last year, and they they were just at the point where you you just got to be honest of believing that they could give the Bills a lot of trouble uh, for that AFC East division title, and they sure as hell played the Bills as hard <laughs> as anyone else in the league, and that was with Zach Wilson at the helm. So, um, and you know, with White as well, you know, playing in that second game. But then you go to Miami, and honestly, it's all going to come down to what else can they do offensively. And, you know, uh, some people are saying, well, Dalvin Cook is still, you know, he's still able to join the team. And, well, okay, well, then they're going to have to figure out how to <laughs> divvy up those, those you know, those carries with the running backs, but also... I just, I, it just seems like to me that the Dolphins are just another 
Minnesota Viking um, type of a team. I, I just, <laughs> you know, no, no coincidence intended, right? With with mentioning the Vikings with Dalvin Cook, but Tua does not really give you much more than uh, you can get out of a Kirk Cousins, right? And you're seeing where some people don't want to admit it, but this whole, you know, switch of, you know, the, the, the type of quarterback really taking over the NFL, it's, it's starting, it's, it's starting to happen. And I think it's the future. You know, you look at the guys that were drafted in the first round, this draft, and you see, you know, the Texans, right? You see the Colts, the, the league is starting to change and it's starting to turn basically into college football 2.0. Um, the play calling everything. And I do believe that is a result of, you know, who gets drafted. And over time, you start to notice, right, what's happening in the NFL. Uh, will it stay permanent or not? And it looks like everyone that's drafting is drafting quarterbacks that are very much that type of a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes guy where they can make plays outside of the pocket and really frustrate you um, and your perfect little game plan that you have defensively. Uh, so you need guys that can fly around. So I don't know. you know. And, and, and so going back to this, like if you were to ask me, Steve, give me a player from the top of your head right now that you believe it's, it's, it's week one, we're at New Jersey, who do I got to, to really pop off the screen? I think it's Trent Sherfield. And I think it's because of the type of player uh, that he has shown he can be. I mean, literally torching an entire defense in San Francisco. That defense is no joke, right? And and you saw bits and pieces of what he can do, what he can bring. It, it just, you just get the feeling that this is something that Buffalo has been looking for to really bring speed down the middle of the field with a bigger guy. I think when you had Isaiah McKenzie, you can you it's hard to get the guy a ball when you have massive linebackers clogging up the middle of the field and you're going to trust that he's going to be able to hang on to the ball. I, I'm pretty sure uh, just based off of the routes that they were having Isaiah McKenzie run, and just you could just see it. I mean, it just seemed that so he wasn't really catching between the numbers. Um, it, you you want to be able to do that, and you also don't want to have to put Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis in the slot. You want to keep them outside. This is an opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to finally have that attack down the middle uh, to really stretch the defense. And, and again. That, that you're, I'm just saying, like, from the top of my head, who I think is going to have that effect, I think that it's going to be him. And, uh, you know, we can get into Deontay Hardy, don't get me wrong, but uh, you, when you really think about the trust factor, you're going to have a guy who's a little bit bigger, right, and who's going to give you that, how can I say it, uh, blessing in disguise, if you will, in in, in the speed and, and, the, and the shiftiness and he's just the wild card kind of like what happened with Kansas City and Kadarius Tony he's a guy that can give you an edge if you really watch the effect he has on a game it it really comes down to who's playing the nickel cornerback um position for the for the opposite team and i i think when 
you look at teams like the Jets, you look at teams, again, like the Dolphins, you're going to need your number three and number four options to get open. And he's a guy that can get open. I just think when you have that cattywampus of an offensive to a tag of Iloa throwing with his left arm, it's it's tough. And and you you can read several articles on a lot of players that have talked about uh, the uniqueness and how you have to get used to you know catering to a quarterback that's throwing with his left arm. And it, it's really hard the angles of approach, the anticipation, the timing. Um, it's, it's unorthodox and things have to be on the money on the spot all the time. You'll notice that a lot of what Tua was doing was very time centric on every single route that was ran. And again, he had, look, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. If you talk about any wide receivers besides Stefan Diggs in this league, that can give you that timing in and out of breaks to make you look like the greatest left-arm quarterback that ever lived. Those are the kind of guys you want on your team. You you take those guys away to get in and out of their breaks. I, I really don't see a guy like Tua with his arm strength and, and the way he throws to, to elevate someone else's plays. You need players to elevate his play. And I think what's going to happen for Sheffield is he's going to have a quarterback for the first time in his career, that's going to really bring out the best in him. And I I really think that what Josh Allen has had to work with since he joined the Bills has not been awesome. And so that that's just something that um it's going to it's going to be a double-edged sword. You know, it's it's a gamble, but again, this is what Brandon Bead had to work with with the cap space and everything. And a lot of people would say, "Well, uh, like we were all kind of anticipating uh, a, a D-hop signing or a D-hop trade. But I, I just think that what Buffalo is prioritizing is keeping Stefan Diggs happy, <laughs> right? And getting these new guys involved throughout the season. It, it's going to be interesting to see too. Some people are even theorizing that there is going to be an effect that the Diggs drama had in regards to teams paying more attention to Diggs, even more than they already triple coverage. <laughs> so uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of bracket coverage, right, where they'll have one guy who is, you know, manning up to Diggs, but then they'll have two guys playing deep or playing the flat on him, uh, forcing Josh to really fit the ball in, into a tight spot. Um, and, and again, what, what else do you do? So Allen goes left, Allen goes right. Uh, Gabe Davis isn't open, or maybe you don't trust that one-on-one uh, -on -one situation. You, you have to look down the middle. Um, so some people will say, well, you're not even talking about Dalton Kincaid. You're not even bringing out Deontay Hardy. You're not even talking about Sha Khalil Shakir. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that the, the issue I have is with those two is the size and the experience, I think, and, and the big play um, explosion, right, all together. Deontay Hardy has had that in his career, don't get me wrong, um, but the size factor is going to be something that I think could not play in his favor. Um, I, I think that the Bills are demanding. I, I think and, and if you try to get these guys individually and try to, I'm talking about Dalton Kincaid, Trent, and Deontay Hardy, 
if you try to sit there and try to compare them to what Cole Beasley brought to the table. Cole Beasley <laughs> was a very, very unique player. Um, there's not many like him that have ever been in this league that I have seen. His size, um, everything about him. Just a very versatile wide receiver all around that is very, once you have him dedicated to your scheme, it's very difficult to try to fit someone uh, that fits the mold of what he brought. He wasn't a huge play guy, but whatever, it, you know, it's like we would say on, on Circle of Wagons on this podcast, on, on this channel. Third and Cole, you know, having that effect on a defense is terrifying. If you're a defense, you're terrified because <laughs> you, you don't know which way Cole's going to go and he'll shake you out of your boots, and then, okay, what if he's your first read? You double him, and Stephon Diggs takes it over the top. So being talked about having a Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder duo last year that they were trying to um, implement into the system to, to basically fill the void that was Cole Beasley, um, even at his age, was having... Uh, that type of a, of a career. It's, it's phenomenal and it's amazing. So when you really think about um, Dalton Kincaid, Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir, you know, I would argue that Buffalo is actually trying to change their mold into a different type of an offense and an offense that I'm excited about. Um, and so I, I just feel like they're going to stretch the field more. They're going to give defenses headaches, and what that's going to do is it's going to force teams to play, I guess you could call small ball versus um, you know a 4-3 uh, type of a defense, or even when they would play a 3-4, they're probably going to try to switch out of that, play more nickel packages to cover the speed. Um, it's, it's rare for teams to have supreme linebackers that can cover the entire field unless you have like three Matt Milanos. Um, so now you look at the running back position. And that position to me is one that is going to be an anomaly this year. Almost like how do you figure out how they're going to formulate an attack. Some people are saying, well, I think it's just going to be a healthy balance of Cook and Damian Harris and, and trying to fit you know, Latavius Murray, who is a Buffalo native, um, and the rest of the room, and just to see how they would you know, mold, you know, fit the mold after that. I, I think, man, this is, for me, I, I just feel like this room can really either help Sean McDermott's case this year or really hurt him this year? Um, I'm not entirely sure how much of a say Sean actually has and who gets signed and maybe the day-to-day, -day, you know, GM situation of, of getting players on the, on the team and who fits and blah, blah, blah. Maybe in the draft, obviously, you know, Sean has more of a say, but when you talk about just signing talent, bringing them in the room, um, I don't know if Brandon Bean just gives him a quick phone call and then just signs the guy because he's absolutely in love with his, with his talent, what he can bring to the team. Um, it's it's This is a very make-or-break situation for me for Sean McDermott with this room because not only does this room have a reputation of not 
exceeding any expectations <laughs> over his entire tenure as head coach, but it's also going to say a lot about the management of this team with the offensive line. And it's been a struggle, guys. I feel like everyone can attest to that, even if you're listening and you're not a Bills fan. Go back and watch <laughs> how much this offensive line has struggled to get to that next level of being able to really dominate the way a team that gets you into the Super Bowl can get you. Cincinnati has had it. Kansas City has had it. The Philadelphia Eagles have had it over the last couple of years. And I think it has been the Achilles heel to this team. You get so heartbroken whenever you see Josh Allen get sacked the way he does in key moments against a really good team um, or some really not great teams. And it just it just really frustrates you as, as a watcher of football if, if you enjoy it or if you're a fan of the Bills because you just know, man, that was that was such a serious situation where they needed to get something done. And then even when... Josh Allen's not sacked. I mean, he's <laughs> he's running for his dear life, right? So so this running back room is it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have to bring some more juice. I am gonna say that I believe Damian Harris is gonna outplay everyone. That's my that's my prediction this season. I really do believe that Damian Harris is a diamond in the rough in this entire offseason of so many storylines, and I love what he said since his interview when he first joined the team, when everyone was asking him all these complex questions, <laughs> that he was just sitting there, he's just like, I'm not going to answer that the way you want, I'm going to simply say, we all know why I'm here, and he just kept saying that, and I said, yes, that's what I want to hear, Singletary's gone, there's a reason Devin Singletary's gone, right? There's a reason why the Bills still did not sign another running back, or excuse me, draft another running back this year. And they signed him. And and we could sit here and, and really believe that James Cook is going to be absolutely outstanding next year. Um, he had his moments. I think that they were they were great moments. But when you really think about what the Bills need at that position, it's trust. Damian Harris has absolutely rarely fumbled in his career. Look up the stats. It's remarkable. And you just need a guy you can trust who's a big play dude who can get you the yards you need when you need it from that position because it's hard to come by passing the football. And he get he's, you know he stays on the field. Um, am I saying he's going to be a bell cow? Absolutely not. I just think for what the Bills need from that position – it's perfect. We don't need anyone who is a superstar, right? Um, we don't need a Saquon Barkley. We don't need a Dalvin Cook. I, I think this is all you need. You need a, tr a guy you can trust, a guy that isn't going to demand 20 to 30 carries a game, maybe 10 to 15, and can really get you those hard, those hard tough yards, Um that you're trying to find that you don't need to use Josh Allen for. And hopefully Ken Dorsey can get more creative too with the run game because I looked at some tape from San Francisco 
to see how he utilized his tackle and his offensive lineman in general was <laughs> was insane. I mean, there is a play where they had Trent Williams playing fullback, and then he motions to the left, right? And then he motions back to the right and just absolutely bull rushes the right side of the defensive line, and they're able to get Christian McCaffrey a first down uh, with like a five to six yard gain. Those those yards are really hard to come by, but it's the creativity that really gets that really gets you that. Um. So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited to see what this team can do this year. Um, as many of you are, I think that the training camp is going to be such a fun, um, a fun time to witness. And guys, just definitely, definitely keep Sheffield on your radar. Um, Damian Harris, that's who I'm rooting for. Uh, everyone else, obviously, I'm hoping that they can develop. I'm hoping that they can fit the system um, for what's ahead and that, you know, we can evolve as an offense. I think Ken Dorsey, I think all these players want that from Stefan Diggs all the way down. <laughs> um, but yes, guys, thank you so much for joining me on Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the military and first responders out there, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. Um, guys, stay, stay safe out there. And thank you for listening again this weekend. Go Bills. Go Bills.